What's going on everybody, it's y'all boy Kelechi and we're back with another one of the Rambling Mind Podcast episodes. I hope y'all had a wonderful weekend, I hope y'all are good, I hope y'all started your week on right. We're that much closer to Christmas, the best time of the year. That much closer to it, I'm so, so, so ready to get to Christmas, man, I'm so ready for it. I'm so ready, it's good, man, being back at work. It's just hard to like actually focus and do work when you know like next week I'm not gonna be in the office. So it's just kind of like I'm just thinking about Christmas. I'm just thinking about being home with the family and just chilling. And I'm just like, man, ah, I don't know. It's just making me think. I'm just ready to go, and I'm just ready. I just gotta. I'm just like I gotta focus for this week. I gotta focus for this week. I gotta focus for this week. I gotta focus. I'm trying my best to just focus for this week. Just got. I gotta get through this week. Gotta get through this week, get to next week, just get to the weekend. Get to the weekend and you're good to go. So I'm just trying my best to focus on what I gotta focus on for the week, focus on work and get all I need to get done done so I can really, really enjoy my Christmas break. But how y'all doing? First of all, first of all, yesterday was my brother's birthday. So shout out to my little B of a little brother. Shout out to him. Happy birthday to you. I pray for many, many more years. I hope y'all, you did something fun on your day. My brother is a Christmas birthday. So I hope I said Christmas birthday, but it's a December birthday. I don't know. A lot of people who are December birthdays, I feel like all of them have the same personality. Quiet, chill, don't like to say too much. I guess that's the same thing as quiet, but they just, a lot of one of my friends has his birthday is also December. He has the same personality as my brother. Like, they don't really... They're like the opposite of me. They don't say a lot. I talk too much. They don't say a lot. And they're very chill. I'm not chill. They're cool people. I'm the opposite of cool. So, yeah. But it's, it's just happy birthday to him. Shout out to him doing his thing, trying to finish school. And I think he just finished his finals. So, congratulations to him on another successful semester. But anyway, we got a few things to get into today. Nestle sells its ice cream business. The Fed say no more rate cuts. But we're going to start with a CEO outlook on the fourth quarter of the year and what they predict to be coming in this fourth quarter. And well, we've talked about this before, how CEOs have a roundtable discussion and how they change what it means for a corporation to be a corporation that it's not just about the shareholders and now it's more focused about the employees, about the customers and as well as the shareholders. In other words, there are multiple stakeholders, not just those that you pay a dividend to at the end of the, uh, at the end of a quarter every year. So anyway, they had a roundtable discussion and they were asked questions about what they expect to happen in the fourth quarter of the year or to give an outlook of what they expect the fourth quarter of the year to look like. Now, the fourth quarter of the year, as you know, is major shopping season. It's major spending season. And so it should have been a good outlook for the fourth quarter of the year. But however, that was not the case. So this CEO roundtable included companies like Goldman Sachs, JP Morgan, those kind of high ranking companies that stand out a lot that usually we look at to see what decisions are they making. So when they looked ahead, they said it's going to be looking really, really bad for the fourth quarter. They said that the fourth quarter is not going to be a very beneficial growth fourth quarter for the for their companies, for the economy. 
and they said that their companies are expecting it to shrink in the fourth quarter. Now, a key note to note about this, um, about them saying that is the last seven quarters, they have said the same thing. Um, this is something that they ask them every quarter. What's the outlook? What do you predict? What do you think is going to happen with the economy? And they've been saying the same thing for the last seven quarters. Every time they've been asking them, they've been having a very negative outlook on the, on the economy, saying that economy is shrinking, economy is not growing. However, during those quarters that they've said that the labor market, stock market and consumer sentiment have grown exponentially. They've grown very, very much. So we've been talking about the consumer, uh, consumer sentiment over and over. We've been talking about that multiple times, how the economy is literally sitting on the banks of, com- of consumers right now. And that's the reason why the economy is not seeing any of the effects of the trade war and how, like we just talked about in the last episode, how there are jobs being created. And of course, the stock markets, we've, we've talked about it. The NASDAQ hits has been hitting new highs and breaking caps and all those kind of things. The Dow Jones just keeps on climbing to record highs. And so from what they've been saying, even though the CEOs are saying that the, the economy just doesn't look good, it doesn't look good, it, they don't expect good things to be coming out of the economy, but in actuality, it's been the opposite. So the question is, why exactly do they keep saying that they expect the economy to go downward? Or why do they expect for it to be so negative? And the only reason and the main reason is the uncertainty due to the trade war. The CEO, all these CEOs don't know how to navigate or not that they don't know how to navigate, but rather navigating through the trade war and navigating through the presidency of Tr- President Trump for them has been extremely difficult because they don't know on a day to day basis how things are going to play out. They don't know on a day to day basis what Trump is going to come out and say and how he's going to mess up their trade deals that they have in place or what he's going to say and it's going to mess up things up for them. And so the question is the main reason of why they keep saying that the economic outlook for any quarter that they've been asked about is simply the trade war and how that has brought on so much uncertainty to the to to their trading waters. So and the the other issue is once upon a time they were very optimistic about Donald Trump being in office because they expected more free trade. They expected the trading the 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 growth that they were seeing to continue, but that hasn't happened. All the optimism that they had for President Trump's presidency has completely been swept away. No none of these CEOs have any optimistic outlook about President Trump or about the administration or about anything that's coming. So, so much so that one of the CEOs, the CEO of Pacific Union, stated that over 39 million jobs in the U.S. is based and dependent on international trade. And if those international trades aren't situated, if it's not decided how they're going to be able to progress, that's a lot of people that are going to be out of the job. JP Morgan CEOs added that there has been progress made in several several policy areas that has strengthened the U.S. economy from top to bottom, but more progress needs to be made on free and fair trade agreements. And so basically what they're saying is until the trade war is situated and until an agreement is reached, you will not see any smiles on their faces. You will not see them predicting any positive outlook moving forward. You will not see them saying anything about things are actually looking on the up and up. Now, the ironic part of that is even though they keep saying there's a negative outlook, negative outlook, negative outlook, they keep reporting strong sales growth numbers. 
which is very ironic, but they keep looking forward because in order to predict what is to come, you have to look ahead, looking at everything. And right now there's so much uncertainty due to the trade war. Now, the bad news really is this does not reflect, this does not, although this does not reflect negative, negatively on the markets, the bad news is this does reflect on hiring and does reflect on capital spending. In other words, if they keep saying these things about the outlook and saying that they're just predicting that it's not going to turn out to be positive, they're not going to be looking to be hiring new people on staff. They're not going to be looking to be spending more capital. As we've already seen, they're not going to be investing as much. And one of the biggest investment that any company can make is in people. And when you invest in people, you usually do that when you feel like you have the cap room to grow. And right now with them saying that they don't expect that to happen, it means that they don't, they're not going to be hiring and they're not going to be spending capital. And one of the biggest things that helps economies grow is when companies spend capital within the, within different countries and within the economy. And if they stop investing, which is basically what capital is, is basically your, the, the investments that you're making is called capital. If they stop spending those capital dollars, we're going to start seeing the economy eventually start shrinking, which is why economists everywhere are predicting that either in the next year or two years, the U.S. economy is going to go through a recession unless something is done about this trade war. The good news, as we talked about last time, is an agreement was reached with China. However, one of the biggest things about that agreement is still they haven't ironed out all the details. So everyone is still sitting on edge because the last time a trade agreement was reached, a phase one trade agreement was reached, it ended up being in October. And as we all know, it never came to fruition. So now once again, another trade a trade has been reached, but until the ink has been dried on the paper and every single party has signed that agreement, we just don't know if it's actually going to come to fruition. The good news is the US, Mexico and Canada just came up with a new trade agreement, which is good. We're finally pushing forward in different areas. So we'll see what progresses. We'll see how this year ends out. We'll see if this trade agreement is actually going to be ironed out with all the details being ironed out or if the opposite is going to happen where, as the CEOs are saying, they don't look, they don't, they don't see a positive outcome to come out of this quarter, which is also sad seeing as this is one of the most money spent quarter, which is should be a positive outlook every December or every fourth quarter should be the time when companies really, uh, really flex their muscles because this is the time when people really want to spend money. But that may not be the case because of the trade war and the uncertainty that the trade war has brought about. Speaking of the trade war, let's talk about the trade war update and let's talk about this agreement that we just, I spoke about for a few minutes. So for the first time in over two years, we have tangible good news. Like I mentioned a second ago, despite all the talking from president Trump and all his flailing and all his yelling and all his, there is no agreement that has been reached. A phase one agreement has finally been reached. A phase one agreement has been reached between the US and with China. Now, like I said earlier, all the legal detail has not been ironed out just yet. All the little tiny details, all the things that will be the hampering points, just like the first time around, has not been ironed out yet. But this is still positive news. And we knew it's positive news because on this news, the stock market closed out on a high run. Like they, 
they ran to the finish line and they exploded on a high run now the big what what exactly goes into this phase one agreement what is the key issues in this phase one agreement now remember last week i talked about how on sunday a new tariff was supposed to go into effect about 160 million dollars on consumer goods in other words it's stuff that you and i we buy on every day was supposed to be tariffed but because of this phase one agreement that tariff did not go into effect that tariff was canceled and instead the benefit was china agreed to take on a bigger stake in buying agricultural goods from the united states now and also another part of this uh, of the of the of the deal was that the u.s will cut tariffs on the existing 360 billion dollars worth of chinese goods so these are two two things that came out of that trade agreement which is good however one negative standpoint of the fact that china agreed to buy more agriculture from the u.s they didn't specify how much they were going to buy from the u.s seeing as brazil has become a key supplier from china ever since the u.s decided they wanted to do this trade war thing and brazil has started supplying china more product produce than they ever have in the entire in the entire history and so with that being said i don't know how the u.s and for the first time brazil overtook the u.s as the number one supplier of um of soybeans to china and the number one producer of soybeans because of the trade war and because the u.s wasn't able to sell as much with china being the number one place that they sell soybean to so with that being said we don't know exactly how this deal or the specifics like i said the specifics of how this trade war plays out with china we're not exactly sure how much produce china is going to buy all that was stated is the fact that china will buy more agriculture from the united states now another part of the trade war that didn't necessarily get specified and it's the biggest issue of why this entire trade war started in the first place is the idea of uh, intellectual property that the u.s feels that china has been stealing from the u.s and also how much tech products are are the u.s going to allow to come back into the united states remember Huawei is banned in the United States, which is a major, major tech company in China, but it has been banned in the U.S. Why has it been banned in the U.S.? Because the U.S. says China is 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 spying on them. But really, the main reason was because of this intellectual property agreement and intellectual property fight that the U.S. has with them, with so many tech companies on the U.S. side of things saying and to be true a lot of the time that china tends to steal their ideas because china doesn't follow the same patent laws as the rest of the world and so the u.s has been trying to find a way to force china to abide by patent laws and so even in this phase one deal that has gone to pass it's a good deal sort of kind of but it leaves a lot of other questions still unanswered how is the u.s going to deal with china as far as intellectual property how is the u.s going to deal with tech uh chinese technical uh tech companies as well these are some of the questions that we still have but we got this phase one deal to go about and so although this is a good start to the trade war it still by no means means that the trade war is coming to an end by no means does it say that the trade war is all of a sudden ending no it's just a first step and hopefully we see that this deal gets ironed out and we see that the both companies countries actually sign on for this deal and get it passed so 
we'll see how that plays out we still have a whole lot a whole lot of time and hopefully the that trade uh the phase one deal actually gets accepted and agreed upon by both companies so just like the rest of us who are looking forward to the holiday season it seems like everybody's looking forward to the holiday season because that's the only two news articles that i have for you or two news highlights that i have for y'all today i mean we could talk about some sports arsenal getting absolutely obliterated and when i say obliterated i mean obliterated by man city because man city is angry because they lost to man U, and so they're coming out and they're just doing the business on everybody else and liverpool keeps winning man U tied today against everton it was an impressive tie but i don't know why they didn't win the game tottenham beat um wolves and wolves is a surprising team this year so that was also pretty cool and this week we have el clasico on wednesday man uh real madrid versus barcelona man that game is gonna be good especially because both teams are tied at the top of la liga right now and so it's gonna be interesting how that game plays out especially now that ronaldo is no longer at real madrid but it's gonna be fun it looks like that game is gonna be really really fun because Barcelona has not necessarily been playing their best soccer yet. Has been playing their best football yet. And Real Madrid is hit and miss if they're going to show up and what day they're going to show up. On the basketball side of things, you have the Lakers just doing the business. Like the Lakers are dominating everybody that they go up against. It's crazy. I didn't think the Lakers were going to be this good, but the Lakers are this good and they are for real, for real. I don't know. If the Clippers are going to show up and show out. because I mean, the Clippers have been playing well too, but still not on the same levels as the Lakers. And of course, my boy Giannis and the Bucks, they're just doing the work. They're just, they're on like an 18-game winning streak right now, which is ridiculous for an entire month they didn't lose. Literally for the entire month of, I think from the second week of November till now, they haven't lost. So like for about 30 plus days, these dudes have not lost a single basketball game. That's extremely, extremely, extremely impressive. And it's going to be interesting how this playoff run finishes out. I was talking to my boy Nietzsche and we we're just talking about just the playoffs and how it's just incredible. And then, of course, you have James Harden, who's still trying to go for 100 points. Maybe he'll get it. We'll see as the season progresses. But man, the NBA season. And then you have the Ravens. Man. I didn't think Lamar Jackson was going to be this good, dog. Like, dude is MVP of the season. I just hope the Ravens don't aren't, like, peaking early during the season now. And then the playoffs start and we get bounced out of the playoffs. Please don't disappoint me. I'm just crossing my fingers. Like, please, Ravens, do not disappoint me. Just win the Super Bowl. I just hope they win the Super Bowl. But, anyway, these are just some quick fire sports topic. Uh, but, yeah, that's all I got for y'all for this week. I hope y'all enjoyed it. I hope y'all learned a thing or two on a week where there was not really much news to go on, but we talked about two main topics. One, CEOs are do not have a good outlook for any quarters until the trade war is situated because too many jobs rely on international trade and trade international trade is just big for CEOs. And without them having any of that, we might start seeing them hire less, even though we just talked about a whole bunch of hiring that happened uh, in the month of November. But we might start seeing a whole lot less hires and also, as we've already seen, less investment and less capital being spent. And then we also talked about the phase one trade agreement between the U.S. 
and um, between the U.S. and China. And maybe, hopefully, this trade deal will actually come to fruition. But we don't know that for sure yet. And also, the trade deal was very... It was very loud, but really empty. It's like an empty drum. It makes a really loud noise. But like they say, you know, the empty drums make the loudest noise. So it was, it made a really loud noise, but really didn't hit on a lot of things. So we'll see where we go with that. We'll see where it ends up. But thank you all for listening. Once again, this has been your boy Kelechi. Hit me up on Instagram. Hit me up on Twitter at Kelechi Waba. That's K-E-L-E-C-H-I-W-U-A-B-A. So hit me up on either one of those social media sites. It's been your boy. I'm going to talk to y'all later. God bless y'all. Peace. Keep looking forward to that Christmas, man. <laughs>